Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. Well, how are you this day, friends? Hope things are going well. Things are going well here in the great state of Maine. So I want to talk today about something I don't think I've talked about on the podcast yet, and that is heating in the Northeast. Heating in, in the Northeast. What do I mean by that? I mean by how, how you heat your home. So I want to talk today just about how we heat our home and uh, for those of you that listen to this up here in the northeast i'm always curious different folks heat homes different ways so i'll share a little bit of uh um my past and uh kind of my present so for those of you that uh, might live out maybe in the midwest um this is the podcast northeast by midwest Uh, most of you would heat um you know probably with some sort of natural gas maybe not everybody but where i grew up that's uh in the Toledo, Ohio area, that's uh, what a lot of folks heat with out there. You know, maybe some propane as well. When I moved up uh, to New York, where Life Bible Institute in Scranton, Pennsylvania, a lot of it was electric heat and or fuel oil, fuel oil uh, of some sort. And that's probably the main heating source up here in the Northeast is fuel oil for most folks. It's changing here in the southern part of the state. Uh, we do have some natural gas. Actually, our church we used to be propane and switched to natural gas, um, oh, I don't know, six, seven years ago. So for those of you that uh, <laughs> maybe you're just one of those people that's like, I don't really care. I just want it to be warm. Okay, no worries. But I've become a little bit of a heat junkie, if you will. Um, and you'll understand a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Um, so, you know, uh, fuel oil is a big deal. And so when we moved into our home here, I want to talk about our house and how we heat. Uh, we had fuel oil. And that particular winter, uh, I think we spent somewhere between five and $6,000 just to heat from, let's say, like December through March, uh, probably December through April. Um, and that is a lot of money. Uh, that was 2007. And w- we bought our house. Uh, we uh, learned that our house had almost no insulation. <laughs> that kind of helps if you have insulation. So over the years, my father-in-law and other folks uh, that have been kind Uh, to us have helped us and we've pretty much gutted most of our house and insulated it so that helps with the heat a little bit Um, and so if you're not familiar at all with like fuel oil and uh, boilers or radiators um, that's the kind of heat that we've had for a long time and uh, let me just explain something that you know I don't work on heaters obviously or anything like that but for some of you that are in the know, um, you could probably talk to your local plumber or somebody that does plumbing and heating. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't realize the difference between a boiler and a furnace. And basically, in my house, we have a boiler, although I'm going to talk in a few minutes about how I've turned my boiler more or less into a furnace. The main difference between a boiler and a furnace is um, they're, they're pretty much the same unit usually. It's just how they're hooked up. A furnace basically just heats your house and then you have a hot water heater or some sort of a source could be a water pump whatever you know whatever you use to heat your water uh, for hot showers and things of that nature Uh, clothes you know doing dishes stuff like that a boiler does both and so like in our house uh, we, we had a heating coil all of them do that went several times and we had to get new ones and so when that goes you uh (laughs) don't have uh any more heat for your water so anyway uh, a couple years ago um actually quite a few years ago uh, we wanted to get a secondary source of heat and up here where we live in the northeast you have a variety of different options as probably many of you do um you could go with a pellet stove you could go with 
um, natural gas, propane, you know, some sort of a heater. A lot of people do like Renai heaters, if you're familiar with those. Um, a fireplace, which is probably the most, uh, probably in one sense, the most expensive in the short term, but the most inexpensive in the long term. But up here where I live, uh, you have to have two flues, which means in a lot of cases you have to have, um, you know, a second uh, smokestack or chimney. And so that's a lot more complicated. Um, so as we started kind of thinking through the different options, uh, we uh, sort of decided to get a pellet stove. And so a good friend of mine came over, helped me install a pellet stove. If you're not familiar with them, they, they really uh, are, are super popular or have been for many years, really since the 1960s and 70s over in England and or in that part of Europe. And so I, I would say here in the United States, at least up here in the Northeast, it seems like probably the last 20, 25 years and really the last 10 years, um, they've become really popular. In fact, uh, you know, we, we have some good friends here in our own town, Maine Pellet Sales. So I'll give them a little uh, uh, a beef up that he's a good friend of mine there, Curtis Pass. And, and uh, that's where I buy all my pellets. And so he's been very helpful. So anyway, we put in a pellet stove several years ago. And so actually at our house, we still have a boiler that, uh, that heats our house. And so, you know, like most of you, if you have a furnace, you just set it on a certain thing. Well, the boiler works the same way. Except the difference is if you don't have baseboard heat, which goes around your house, uh, you'll have radiators. Um, or as some people call it down uh, in Pennsylvania, New York, radiators. But it's the same thing, a radiator. And these radiators radiate heat. You know, the boiler heats it up, uses the fuel oil to make it, you know, hot. And, and they stay hot a long time. We have the old, you know, uh, you know cast iron ones. And um, you really can't even hardly buy them anymore. Um, and they're sort of like gold. And so we have that. That was our primary source of heat for many years. And then we put in the pellet stove and that became our primary source of heat. And so to this day, in fact, as I make this today, um, and this releases in the first week of March, we still use our pellet stove as our main source of heat and then our uh, boiler as our second source of heat. So one of the things that happened to us about a year and a half ago was our coil went in our um, our boiler again and you know those are fairly expensive uh, and with the you know since the pandemic with the price of everything going up and you know all the different uh, manufacturers and everything else um, we started considering okay what are we going to do and so it was about this time last year for about three and a half to four months we took um, uh, more or less lukewarm showers and you know hey I, I know some of you might be used to that um, it was, it built character for sure. But, uh, you know, on a January day, February day, March day, April day, you get up, it's nice to have a warm shower. So we finally bit the bullet and put in a hot water heater. In this case, um, there had been one here before, but not since we moved in. We've lived here in a house since 2007. And so we decided to put in a, uh, um, a, wa a hot water heater that uh, ultimately... We get some money back from the government because, um, you know, it was one of these, uh, you know, hot water heaters that uh, sort of like our state and the government uh, because it was environmentally hemp friendly and a variety of other things. So, um, you know, you can check it out. At some point, I could even put uh, what kind it is. It's actually called a Bradford White. I'm looking at it right now as I make this. And so it's, uh, you know, it's been really good and it was really great. And so one of the things that changed for us is... Our pellet stove is still our primary source of heat, but our boiler now, in effect, became a furnace because our boiler did not heat 
our hot water anymore. And so, um, you know, our, our hot water heater, uh, because it's a hybrid and that's one of the things I think that's the word I was looking for a little bit ago. It's a hybrid hot water heater. And so we got money back from the government and the state because of that. Um, and it's kind of cool. You can do different settings on it. I'm down here looking at it right now. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's been really great. And so one of the things that's been really helpful to us over the years is the amount of money that we've been able to save in heating our home. And actually we ended up putting in a new pellet stove this year. Um, it's even warmer than it was years before. And so as I make this podcast right now, uh, we we are having a, a little bit of a deep freeze again. We're down around zero at night for a couple of nights. And so the pellet stove, they're not necessarily designed, you know, to give a consistent heat all over a, a whole house. What they'll do is they'll recycle the air and send the air throughout the house. So we use fans to kind of circulate it. Um, you know, the, uh, the boiler slash, which is our furnace now is a little more, uh, consistent in, in heating the home, but fuel oil is more expensive. So what I do is I leave my pellet stove on just about all the time. And when it gets really cold nights, like I'm making this at night, the podcast, it'll come out in the morning, but when I make, um, you know, making this podcast tonight, right before I go to bed, I'll turn on the, um, the furnace because I want to make sure all my pipes downstairs and stuff like that are warm, get a little heat down here and kind of circulate it throughout the house and then go to bed. And when I get up in the morning, turn it on again for 15, 20 minutes, get it rolling and, you know, maybe one more time during the day. And so that's actually how we heat our house. Um, on the pellet stove side, uh, those are a little more work than, they're, they're more work than a furnace or a boiler, but they're less work than a fireplace. <laughs> and so how those work is you have um, bags of pellets. So they're 40 pounds each. And so this particular winter, I bought uh, four tons of pellets and we're going to burn just about all of them, I think. Might be a little shy because it hasn't been a super cold winter. And so I end up burning about, on average, a bag, probably a bag and a third, a bag and a half a day. Uh, like today, I put two bags in. Tomorrow, I'll probably also do two bags because it's both pretty cold days where it's getting up to about 18 to 20 degrees. And then, um, you know, when it's a little more normal-ish, let's say 30, 40 degrees, I might burn a bag a day. And so I have to walk downstairs. I'm making this podcast in my basement. I grab a bag. I take it upstairs. I dump it in, so on and so forth. The pellet stove is pretty easy to work, honestly, unless something breaks. But uh, we haven't had any problems so far with this one. Um, It's just like your boiler. Um, You can even do thermostats. I don't have a thermostat on mine, but I just basically turn it on. When I'm done, I turn it off usually about every week to week and a half at the very most two weeks, but it's usually about once a week, once every seven to 10 days, I'll shut my pellet stove off for, uh, it takes probably, you know, two to three hours, maybe four to cool it. I have a special, um, vacuum. If I want to clean it while it's still, uh, hot, you can, uh, you know, not like five minutes after, but (laughs) let's say it's like, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour after I have a special vacuum that uh, can, you know, take coals and stuff like that. It's actually a vacuum made for pellet stoves. And then um, on top of that, um, you know, I'll go clean it out. And that usually takes anywhere between 20 minutes to 30 minutes, maybe a half an hour to clean it out. And you can literally start it up again. And that's pretty much what I do. So I've never actually tracked how many times I clean the stove uh, in a 
a given heating season, but I'm guessing it's probably like, I mean, if, if it's once every week, I'm doing it probably four to five times a month. So, you know, the, the heating season up here in Maine, when it gets going, is usually October to April. And so I'm a little bit of a numbers cruncher nut. I might work as a pastor, but uh, I've always liked numbers. And so I always track how many pellets I do. And so I track about, uh, I think it's right around seven months of the year for heating, October, November, December, January, February, March, and April. So those are the months that I track. I don't track any pellets that we burn in May, June, July, and August, which is rare anyway. July and August, I don't think I've ever turned the pellet stove on. I've done it a couple times in September, um, and I've done it a couple times in May. Um, I don't think I've ever even turned it on in June. We did have one year where I turned our furnace on in June. So anyway, I just thought it'd be a little different podcast for today something that I don't really think I've ever talked about. And you know, if, if you are a homeowner, I'd be curious what you do. A lot of people, um, you know, have a lot of different ways of heating. The reality is, um, however you heat, uh, (laughs) you want to stay warm if you live in the Northern hemisphere, right? Now, for those of you that might listen to this in Florida or somewhere else, you don't necessarily really have to worry about that. Um, but, uh, for those of us that live up here in the North, we like it. That's the way it is. Um, you know, you got to find a place to, to heat. Now, one of the things that's really popular today I'll talk about, and we're actually talking about this as a church, is heating pumps or heat pumps. And heat pumps are great. We may even get some as a church uh, because they, they function in a dual way, unlike um, most of like, like my boiler slash furnace does not cool. Um, it only heats. And the same thing for the pellet stove and stuff like that. But heat pumps can do both. They can heat and cool. Um, and so one of the problems with heat pumps though, especially in the winter is the colder it gets because they take moisture out out of the air, the harder it is for them to heat. And so we've had a couple of cold snaps this winter and the heat pumps, you know, they still work, but it's hard for them to keep up. I've found the colder it gets, uh, my pellet stove, uh, tends to actually go, you know, run even better because it takes, it actually works off the cold air and, uh, you know. If you know anything about pellet stoves, you want to learn more. Most of them are wind driven. And so once you get them started, they just, you know, it's just like fire. It just needs oxygen and keeps it rolling. So anyway, that's how we heat our home. Uh, Two different ways. We have our pellet stove as our primary heat. And then we have our former boiler, same, or a furnace as our secondary heat backup. And then we use um, a hybrid hot water heater uh, to heat our water for you know, showers, baths, uh, clothes, you know, uh, dishes and things like that. So hope that's helpful and maybe uh, something a little different for you to think about today. Um, God's given us a great, wonderful world and we have to learn how to live in it and try to thrive for his honor and glory. For Northeast by Midwest, I am Jonathan Jones. Yes, I am now a pellet nerd and I'm happy to say it. Have a great day.